starting and we are live hey everyone thanks for tuning in to another episode of divi chat each week some of the brightest divi minds from all around the world get together to share their knowledge and expertise on running businesses and developing websites with wordpress and divi tonight you'll be listening to episode 42 as we talk about how to handle hosting for clients but before we begin, let's meet tonight's panel. Josh, let's go with you first. Hey guys and fellow Divi Nationers out there. I'm Josh Hall, based in Columbus, Ohio. You can find me and connect with me at my new website, joshhall.co. Awesome, glad you're here, Josh. Leslie. Um, oh, there we go. Hi, I'm Leslie Brunel. Uh, I'm sorry, my my dog is tracking shit in my room right now. I just saw it. Um, a girl in her Mac dot design. There we go. <laughs> awesome. Hey, Olga. Uh, hi, everyone. Hi, guys. Uh, Olga Summerhays is here, and um, I'm a web designer at Internet Imagination Web Design, uh, based in sunny Queensland, Australia. Awesome. Glad you're here, Olga. Hey, Sarah. Hi, I'm Sarah Oates from Endure Web Studios. You can find me at endure.com.au or Endure Web on all the socials. Except awesome. Twitter, I'm never there. <laughs> yeah, I know. me neither. I'm glad we have we have two Aussies on the night. That's awesome. We do. So my name is Tim Streifler, filling in for David Blackman, and you can find me online at timstreifler.com and divilife.com. So today we are talking about hosting, which hosting is a huge topic and there's so many different rabbit trails we could go down, but um, we're gonna be focusing more specifically on hosting uh, in terms of clients. Um, so this is one of those topics where it could either be a really short episode or a really long episode. Um, I had a little bit of trouble coming up with some questions, but the first question, I thought we could all kind of share whether or not we handle hosting for clients at all. Um, so the first question is to handle hosting for your clients versus not handling hosting for your clients. And um, whoever wants to jump in, go for it, kind of answer why or why not you, you do one or the other. I'll go first. Awesome. Um, okay, so when I started, um, probably I did, I, I did what I think a lot of people do is I put it on my shared hosting. I put my clients on there. Um, I had Fat Cal, really cheap, cheap hosting I don't recommend. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, you know, I didn't really think anything of it. I, I was kind of, this is before I even get, got in the Divi community. So I didn't really have friends to ask or, you know, I just kind of was doing my own thing, learning on my own. Um, about six months in, I got hacked. Uh, and so five of my clients' sites, including mine, all went down. So that was awesome. No! Uh, <laughs> so that was my crash course in hosting, security, um, you know, just a lot of things, really. Um, but you know, that's, that's how we learn a lot of us. Um, so, so yeah, so that kind of, uh, I, I, I moved on to uh, reseller hosting. Um, and then I, I actually just in the past six months or so, I'm kind of getting everybody off and anybody that I do re even reseller hosting or any, anything, um, I just get everybody on their own hosting plan and I still do offer maintenance for updates and like text and photo changes. Minor things, but plus core theme and plugin updates. Um, and I'll give them my affiliate link. Uh, I, I use SiteGround right now, um, but they're pissing me off, so I might be moving. <laughs> but I just give my affiliate link. And the main reason for that wasn't really so much because of um, anything that was going on with me or any, you know, I wasn't having problems with it or anything. But I would always get redesigned clients who had no idea where their domain was registered, who hosted their site. They just knew nothing. Um, and I just thought that was a really bad thing for their business. So I now encourage them to just at least have the hosting and everything in their business name or personal, whatever, um, and just give me access to it. I just think it's better for their business to do that. Um, so that's what I do now. And I still do offer the maintenance at a lower rate since there's no hosting. <laughs> yeah, Leslie, I can back you up there cause I'm in the exact same situation. So I, for years, I had clients get their own hosting accounts, and that worked out pretty well. And then I decided to become a reseller because I wanted to make some monthly passive income. Uh, come to find out, it's not passive income because when you do a reseller account, you're going to be getting calls about email situations. Um, you're going to be getting calls about people wanting to figure out how to you know, set their email up on their phone. 
Uh, there's a lot of different things that come into play when you're in control of the hosting. And unless your client has a direct line to the hosting support, you're going to be the guy or the gal to take care of all that. And unless you have a support person in place, uh, they can suck up a lot of hours. So I have quite a few clients that I still have on my reseller account, uh, but I'm kind of weeding out of that right now. And I'm officially, as of this month, just doing the same thing as you, Leslie. I'm having everyone sign up for their own hosting account. Um, they give me the, the login info and I'll help them set things up. If they need an email set up, I'll help them out. But that way, if there's an issue two months, three months down the road, they can talk to support. They don't have to bug me. And if they do need me to help out, I can do so at my hourly rate instead of them having you know me on a retainer. Because I've, I've had a couple clients, or most of my clients, it's not a problem. Most of them seem to be fine. Um, but I've got a few that just eat up so much of my time with support and it's just little email things. And it seems like it's always the same few clients um, if they're adding employees or things like that. So, yeah, mm -hmm. I, you know, I just don't think it's worth it in the long run with the reseller stuff. There are pros to it. I, I should say that. I mean, there, there are some good pros to it and having monthly income and things like that. But I think unless you have a support person in place, it can be really tricky. Yeah. Hey, uh, does someone want to explain what reseller hosting is just for, for those that are not familiar with how it works? I, yeah, well, so the way SiteGround works is, so Leslie mentioned she had everyone originally on her shared server. So you essentially have all your sites on one server. Um, the problem, there's, there's a lot of cons to that because if one site gets hacked, it can infiltrate all your sites. Um, it can slow things down if there's one site that's really, really big. It sucks up all your space. It sucks <laughs> up all your space. Yep, yep, yep. So uh, with a reseller, you basically, like the way SiteGround works, I'm not sure about other hosts, but the way SiteGround works is you have one master account and you can add resellers. So you purchase reseller credits. I think it's like 45 bucks or 49 bucks for a reseller credit. And then once when you get a new site on board, you can just activate that and it lasts you through a year. So you're only pay, paying, you know, under 50 bucks for an account for a year, but then you have to renew that for the next year. And if you're, you know, you can pay, you can charge your client or whatever, uh, but they each have their own server essentially in your reseller account. So that's kind of the big difference there. Awesome. Thanks, Josh. Olga, Sarah, what, what about you? Do you guys do, uh, or I guess handle hosting for your clients at all? Yes, I do. I, um, I handle hosting for my clients, but I always give them an option. Like when they become my clients uh, and they, you know, they don't have a hosting and they don't have a site, if we're just starting from scratch, I give them an option whether they want to sign up, set up their own hosting account or whether they want to host with me. And I'm very open that I host with uh, SiteGround. I also have a SiteGround reseller account similar to Josh. And uh, um, there is a cons um, hosting client accounts on the reseller. The good thing about hosting um, by yourself is because if you tell clients go and host someplace and you can give them options, the chances are they will uh, pick the cheapest one, which is not the best one. <laughs> but if you host, and, you know, like I host the site ground, that's my choice and I'm happy with them at the moment. <laughs> so um, I know that if I host them, it will be on a, on a hosting that I chose uh, which means that it's a good one that I can, you know, easily fix something or basically it suits me. So I host uh, clients sites on a hosting that suits me. So that's a good uh, pros to it. Um, also, uh, I do um, offer hosting for clients and maintenance separately. So I have actually clients that I host, but they didn't sign up for maintenance plan. So I just host them and I charge them for hosting like a X amount a year, and then if they want me maintain their website as uh, like security, etc., etc., that uh, that's a separate uh, agreement. If that makes sense, and just a little bit out of the thingy, out of the topic. But uh, what uh, Leslie you mentioned that uh, sometimes clients come to you and they have no idea where the things are, and I came across that when some developers like client wants to move over and they don't know where their domain name or they know, but they can't log into it. So uh, I always make sure that I tell all my clients, like hosting is not so bad because you can always just create a new website and on a different hosting. But I make sure that all my clients purchase their own domain and they're responsible for renewing their own domain. So I do host, I do not do domains. Yeah, that's a good point. But what about you? Um, so I'm a little bit different. Um, I started out with reseller hosting. My understanding of reseller hosting was slightly different. 
um, which it could be just that I didn't really understand it. It's completely possible. But my understanding of reseller hosting is like every time you go to shared hosting, you get given a certain amount of space, but it's on a shared server. So then they might have like 10 different people on like the one computer server thing. Um, and when you resell it, it's not necessarily that they're all going to go on with you, but they're still on shared hosting, but they get a certain, they get a whole new brand new amount of space and RAM. Um, but it's still shared hosting. That was my understanding. I could be completely wrong on that, but you're right about that, Sarah, because that's the way yeah. SiteGround is, you know, yeah. it, it is shared. So, but with, with resellers, you just get, you get like yeah. a master control panel where you can yeah. see all of them, but they could log yeah. into their own. So client, you know, okay. client A could log into their own C panel, client B could okay, log right. into their own C panel. Nice. Okay. Yeah, so that's, I think with, that's with hosting and servers, they call it like a server instance. So each client basically gets their own account or server instance with yeah. Yeah, their own allocated bandwidth and uh, all of that. So the reason I want to say that is because that's the reason that I moved away from it. So um, the reason was because when all those hackings were going on a couple of years ago, um, what I noticed was that that really impacted some of my sites had like glitchy moments. And I think it was because there were other websites on the same shared hosting servers, computers that were getting attacked. And what I found was that my I looked after my websites very well. They weren't getting hacked but they were on an environment with other websites. Like you can look up the list of what's on the same IP as your website. And like, there's all sorts of like horrible looking websites on the same computer. And I'm thinking, I don't want to be associated <laughs> with these other websites that are sitting on the same computer as my websites. Anyway, I ended up spending so much time with backups. I was using Backup Buddy. Um, and I, it was taking me like two hours at a time to revert a site if something went wrong. Um, and the amount of time I was spending, it just, it, it was a lot. And so the amount of money I was making from my maintenance plans with my clients, it wasn't worth it. Like I wasn't actually winning out. So I've ended up moving over to WP Engine, which I know is really expensive. And at the moment, at the time when I did it, I had less than 10 sites and it was, I paid annually because you get two months off if you pay annually. It was a huge investment. Like it was, for me, it just was like the biggest decision I had ever made for my business. Um, and that, like at that time, it was a really big deal. And then I increased to 25 and now I'm up to 50. And I'm on my own server now, which means that everybody who is hosting with me, like there's nobody else on my same computer than my clients. And that's a really good selling point. Like to be able to say to my clients that there is no one else on my hosting that's that for me is a selling point um i look after my client sites really well and i actually have a rule that if you want to host with me then i manage your website and if you want me to manage your website you host with me so <laughs> i like I, I i have just decided i don't i don't so I will build a website for someone and if they want to host with their own, I always give them the option. That's completely fine. I don't have a problem with people hosting somewhere else, but I won't manage your site if you're hosted somewhere else. And that's because of the amount of time I was spending, the money that you have to invest in security and backup plugins, that, that just wasn't workable for me. And so I just work on an hourly rate. Like if someone wants to host somewhere else and then they want me to do something to come in and I'll teach them how to look after their website um, but I won't do it for them themselves, but they can pay me to like come and do changes or whatever at my hourly rate. And then my maintenance clients get a cheaper rate. So I have decided purely that um, WP Engine, although it is very expensive and I don't make anywhere near as much as what people on reseller hosting make on the hosting. I don't pay for um, security plugins. I don't pay for backup plugins. I have one click restore the amount of time I'm saving and then not having to pay for those other things and being able to say they're on security and, um, you know, they've, they've got pretty premium products is well and truly worth it. But that is really expensive compared to what a lot of other people are looking at. And I know WP engine is well and truly out of most people's realms, um, of possibility. So that's what I do. I don't, I don't manage your site if you don't host with me because I don't trust you or anyone on your computer. <laughs> yeah, I, I can relate a lot to that, Sarah. I also use WP Engine and I, I completely agree. You know, it is more money, but um, I think 
uh, peace of mind is, is worth that extra cost, not having to worry about it and, and, you know, think, Oh no, did I have a hack? You know? So my story is similar. I started off, um, using HostGator and I had like an unlimited plan. And so clients wanted to host with me. Great. I would, you know, that's how fact how, yeah, it was unlimited. <laughs> no yeah, wonder. So, no wonder. Exactly. <laughs> so I would build them internally and then, you know, put them on my server. I wasn't paying more than 15 bucks a month, but um, you pay for what you get with hosting. I think most of us, or, or all of us on the panel, most of us in the Divi community have have learned that by now. That hosting is definitely one of the things that you 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 get what you pay for. Um, and so, yeah, my my sites got or my sites tend to get hacked directly because I was doing all the right things, similar to what Sarah was saying. I had iTheme security on, like fully locked down, um, but the sites that were on there. Uh, on the same shared hosting server were were getting hacked. And that was as a result, getting my sites hacked. And so it just wasn't worth it anymore. So I switched to WP Engine and it was, yeah, similar to Sarah, uh, the best business decision I've ever made. Uh, definitely would never go back to, to anything else. Um, so I, I do it a little bit differently. I will um, manage someone's site if they're not hosting with me, but only if they're on good solid hosting, not if they're on GoDaddy or, or HostGator or any of the cheap stuff. Um, but then I will only host someone if they're, um, if I'm managing their site, if they're on a maintenance plan. Um, so that, that's kind of the, the way I do it. Um, I, I don't try to do a lot of maintenance clients. It's just kind of the ones that, that need it. Um, but I, I definitely think there is a benefit for, for the clients that are not technical. They're a small business owner, you know, a one or one man or one woman shop. And, you know, they, they don't want to deal with anything to do with their, their website. And so they want to look to you to, um, I love those. I love those Yeah. <laughs> You know, you're you're their web person, and that includes everything related to their website. And so, um, I, I definitely think there there is a value there. I, so I don't promote that, but for the clients, you know, kind of feeling them out, I'll offer that if it um, if it's the right client. That kind of inspires me a little bit to rethink what I'm doing. And as far as you know, offering those options, if you do my maintenance plan and you'd like me to host, and you don't want to worry about anything like that, you know, it's kind of a combined deal. And here's what I can offer, or um, there is a cheaper option. I probably wouldn't word it like that, but that's a, that's a good solid plan for people, I think, to, yeah, to have I a couple have, different options. <clears throat> I have some clients um, that are not on SiteGround. I think, you know, they've been with me a while and they're on GoDaddy. I, mean, I have people on GoDaddy and Bluehost that I still do maintenance for. Um, like I said, they've been with me a couple years now. Um, in the future, I don't think, you know, I probably stick with like what Sarah said, you know, if 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 you're not, if you're not on a, like a good, a good hosting plan, I probably wouldn't even offer maintenance. Because you, you never know. I mean, you know, it's just, even just like the fact that if something goes wrong and you have to contact the company, just being able to contact one company that you know has really good like technical support or people that you can call, that's a really big benefit. Like only having to know one system, one backend. Yeah. I know a lot of them use cPanel, but you still have to interact with the company itself. And to just have one company to deal with that you know is going to answer the phone, like, that's a big deal. So I have, um, there's a company in Australia called Digital Pacific and they do normal reseller. That's who I used to be with. And I always recommend them to Australian customers who are looking for a good hosting company purely because they answer the phone every single time. And if you have a stupid question, they will answer it for you. Like when I was starting out and I didn't know anything, they would answer every question. So knowing that you have a host that will answer the phone is a big deal. Like a really big deal. That's a good point, Sarah, because I know there's been plenty of times where like GoDaddy's cPanel is extremely confusing and the way you get into their domains and things like that. Like I feel like SiteGround is pretty simple. I haven't been on the back end of Managed WP, but there are some hosting companies that can be really confusing and it can be a time sucker if you're trying to figure out where the domain settings are, how do you get to these files. Um, GoDaddy has like the managed WordPress accounts where there isn't really a control panel and you don't have direct yeah, access. Different. Yeah, their managed so, WordPress is different. Oh, I had, yeah, I had to pull down a site a couple of weeks ago and it took three hours to download <laughs> via FTP. So yeah, there, there are some serious drawbacks when you have clients on cheaper hostings like that. You're totally right. Well, another day I had a look into a flywheel and uh, I logged in and they offer a free trial for the dance or something. And that one is a very different as well. And uh, they like I'm beside ground and I got used to cPanel. And when I logged into flywheel, they don't have a cPanel. I couldn't figure it out straight away in a short time that I logged in how to actually move uh, a site 
uh, like with a duplicator because you can't get access to manage files unless you FTP and I couldn't find how to FTP. So it's it's very different. Like I'm sure you can and lots of people use Flywheel and very happy with it. I just need to spend more time with it. But yeah, definitely different uh, hostings has different uh, setup. And once you got used to something, it's a little bit hard to switch. Well, it's kind of like how the same way of thinking when we stick, or those of us that do stick to Divi, um, you know, I don't want to learn another theme. I don't want to learn, you know, I don't want to deal with all that stuff. Um, I've, I've, I've gotten this one down. Why, you know, don't make me do that. Um, it's kind of, you know, that same kind of thinking. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm starting a, a, a client project um, halfway through. So an, another, uh, it was actually an agency. They basically dropped the project and so I'm coming in on a halfway built website to like clean it up and, and finish it, but it's not Divi. And I'm like, oh, so wish it was. <laughs> and I'm trying to figure out if I could like inexpensively recreate what's already done in Divi so that I could, yeah, because I think it would be easier for me to finish yeah. it. Well, definitely be easier for me to finish, but also for the client to manage it. Um, adding content in the future, but yeah, so I, I, I totally get that. that you don't like thinking. short codes, Tim? You don't miss the short coding? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's actually Visual Composer. Well, the Visual Composer. Oh, yeah. 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 That was my very last site that wasn't on Divi, and someone yeah. paid me like to do it, and I swore after that, I was like, never, like never. I will never say yes again because it's not worth it. Like, I was so far over budget on time on that job because... Anyway, that's not the topic today, but <laughs> Divi Divi, hello. Yeah. Well, here's something I've, I've seen come up in the, the Divi Facebook groups. It isn't necessarily um, directly related to hosting clients, but just kind of hosting in general with Divi. Um, people say that with Divi, you need more premium hosting. Um, with all the updates and everything, personally, most of the updates haven't really affected my sites. But again, I'm using WP Engine, which is definitely premium hosting. So what are you, what is everyone's thoughts on that? Do you think that Divi needs a uh, better hosting, you know, staying away from the cheap stuff um, to order to function properly and not get messed up with updates and not have, um, you know, memory limit timeouts and, and all of I that? Think what, websites in general need premium hosting. Like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. I, I think people are blaming <laughs> Divi, but honestly... I think most websites are going to have at least five plugins alongside whatever theme they're using. Like, I don't think you can just blame Divi for that. Like, maybe that's just me, but I don't know. I think people use scummy cheap hosting and then they want to blame something and they blame Divi, but I think it's the scummy cheap hosting. That's just me. Yeah, I'm out. <laughs> I, you know, I, I read that, you know, Divi needs a, a what is it, like minimum 5.6 PHP version or something, and that's it's better with 7 or something. Yeah, that's what WordPress, WordPress used to officially recommend 5.6 or higher PHP, okay. and then they just switched it to 7.0 on, on WordPress.org now. Okay. I need so to upload look, mine. Local plugins switched, because a few plugins that I checked, they're still not compatible with, 7, uh, with PHP 7. Yeah. So it's a bit of hit and miss. Mm. Yeah, that's that's the uh, the moving target with being web designers and developers is um, obviously Divi is updating and WordPress is updating and you yeah. know WordPress updates so then Divi has to update but then you have all these other and plugins, the plugins. And, and then hosting <laughs> on top of that and so people are, are always getting yeah mad that oh Divi doesn't work perfectly with this it's like there is an infinite amount of different hosting environments and plugins and everything and like yeah. for all of them to mesh perfectly just is not realistic. <laughs> yeah, and to, to your original question, Tim, like that's that's just it. It's not just Divi, it's everything combined because I have sites that run great on SiteGround. Similar sites will run awful on GoDaddy and Bluehost has really gone downhill too. I used to love Bluehost. Me too. But I, I used to like them. Yeah, I moved away from them and uh, man, the sites that I work on that are on their hosting are just super slow. Um, but I think to that point, I think it's our job as web developers now, like we're all going to have to become better marketers and better educators for clients as to why they need good hosting. That's one thing I've really kind of taken upon myself the past year or so is to really, you know, I try not to spend, this, this may kind of lead into a new question as far as when do you talk about hosting with your client? Do you do it before a proposal, during a proposal, or after you get the job and then figure out hosting? But you know, I think it's really important to educate clients on why they need good hosting and why they shouldn't go to GoDaddy, the, the Walmart of hosting companies, I like to call it. Yeah. No, thanks for bringing that up, Josh. That's an excellent question. And I'm going to credit this to, to David Blackman, who is normally hosting uh, Divi Chat. 
um, hosting Divi Chat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, basically, what David told me that that he does with with clients is rather than talking about hosting at the end, um, you know, and making it kind of an afterthought, he starts with hosting and management. Um, like a maintenance plan at the beginning and says, you know, before we even get started, um, you know, whether you build a website or, or whether we, we host a manager site for you or not, we really highly encourage you to have a professional managing your website. We would love to do it for you in addition to building your site, but um, we can't commit to building your site unless you commit to having a professional manager for you. Something along those lines. So it gets them thinking about it right away. I'm, I'm, yeah. Apologize, David. You're watching this later. I'm probably butchering it. Um, you had a much better <laughs> delivery when you uh, told it to me. But um, I think that's a really good principle because it kind of educates your clients right off the bat how important hosting is. And so, you know, right away they'll be thinking of you know the investment that goes with it, and and you know having a professional manager site so that when they start to look up hosting later, they'll you know have an idea that oh, I shouldn't be paying three dollars a month for hosting, like. You know, this is my my business. This is the online equivalent of my storefront. You know, the real yeah. estate where my store is. So, yeah, yeah. I bring a, up hosting in the beginning, but not not maintenance usually. Um, I don't know. That just tends to scare them a little bit. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, besides, it's not even done yet or anything, and I'm already like, mm, you, want to, you want me to take care of it for a couple years? Um, but but hosting, I I do bring up uh, up front, um, even before they've hired me. You know, that's just part of the questions. And see what they plus you know you just want to feel out what they know you know a lot of people think they know everything about <laughs> websites and then some people are will readily admit like hey I know nothing and you know teach me um, so yeah it's you know based on the client I guess yeah, yeah and that, that's a good way to sorry go ahead oh mine varies like there's some clients who I most of my clients come they already have a website so 99% of my clients are already have a website they have hosting somewhere so the question doesn't need to come straight away but usually what I'll do in the quote like I offer three months hosting for free and management for free as a part of building a website so the deal is that they'll get that first month three months which essentially is going to help them just make sure everything's working so for me it's like a backup plan of you know it's okay because we've got the three months to make sure that everything's on track um, but for clients who are thinking about hosting that then gives them like a 25% discount essentially on hosting and management for the first year. And so then I'll just include that as an optional thing in their quote so that then they know like this is an option, you don't have to take it and you've got all these, you can just go off on your own, I'll teach you how to do it, that's completely fine but this is your option and you get three months for free as a part of it. So I'll usually bring that up at the beginning but there's some clients who they've already got their hosting, they don't want to think about that right now and we just get into it and later down the track, I'll give them the option. Because some of them aren't sure initially, um, I think, and I, yeah, I don't want to rush them. It can be so overwhelming too for clients, particularly if they're yeah. not tech savvy at all. They don't know the difference between hosting or emails or servers or maintenance and all these other things. Yeah. So yeah, I, I kind of do that too, Sarah. I'll kind of test the waters a little bit and just see how they react. And if they're at GoDaddy, I'll let them know the drawbacks there and then say, you know, here's what I recommend. Um, yeah. More often than not, people, uh, my new clients will take my recommendations, but I just had a client recently who've been on GoDaddy. They haven't had any problems. It's slower for me to update the site, but I was like, no, nah, that's fine. You know, we could do that for a while and then you can always change it moving forward. Yeah. Uh, um, WP Engine have this really great, like one click transfer thing. So you can transfer a website from anywhere on the internet with like, there's this plugin you install and then it just transfers it over. So often what I'll do is if someone, um, isn't sure, I'll say, well, you've got three months for free. So if you've already paid up your hosting, why don't you just like bring it across for the three months? And then if you decide you don't want it, that's fine. Like I'll transfer it back for you when you're ready to go. And most of the time they enjoy the fact that I'm on call for them. Um, and then they stay with me. But for those who don't, like I'll still do a backup onto WP Engine because you get unlimited like hidden sites with WP Engine. And so I'll just do like a transfer across to my website and then keep it there. And then if they get hacked, then I can just say, well, you know, that's fine because I have a backup from when you um, left. And so, and hey, one click and I make it a live site. So I'm going to ask a question. So yeah. when you uh, have, um, yeah, just question for Sarah. When client, when you offer clients to transfer website for three months on WP Engine, uh, does that cost you anything, or is that 
like you pay just no because I've got 50 installs so um yeah like the 50 installs I I don't have full like if I had it full and then there was like I had to go up to the 100 plan then that would probably make me question like I would want them to be sure before I had to make that investment (laughs) to like move up to the next plan but like I have I think I've got currently like 30 sites on my 50 plan so I've got like 20 spare sites at the moment so it's not a big deal to like add someone for three months and then move them away. It's kind of annoying to move them back away. So I hope that they won't move back away because that process is a little bit annoying. But aside from that, like moving them to WP Engine is like a snap. Like it just, it just works. I was just wondering, Sarah, if you had like a uh, hourly rate for that, if someone does want to transfer or something. Or if if they just... want to transfer away, I will help them do that. If they're a really douchebag client, then I'll just package it up as like a whole file say you can give this to your new host (laughs) so far I've only had one douchebag client where like I've just had enough of them and it's just not working kind of thing but most of the time they're moving away for whatever reason they're nice people like I don't have a problem getting it ready and moving it somewhere else yeah that's going to take me two hours or whatever but the amount of time that that happens is like once a year like it's not like it's not a big deal and I would prefer to be remembered as the nice web designer who helped me move away wasn't like really mean to me when they chose to leave my services because they're choosing to leave for all sorts of reasons. It's not necessarily that they hate me. Maybe they've grown beyond me and they need like a bigger company or, you know, like there's lots of reasons and I don't want to be remembered as the douchebag person that then they go and bitch about to everybody else. Yeah. So I, I don't mean to take us off on a tangent with uh with WP Engine. Does that do email as well, or do you guys? No, it, do no that so you separately? have to do it separately. So yeah. I do mine through Google Apps, um, and I currently have most of my clients want to be with Google Apps anyway. So it's not actually a big deal. There's a couple of clients, and I will always be really upfront in saying who do you do your email with because WP Engine doesn't. So mm. if that's important to you, I then like that. I'd like. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, they don't. But the one question I have at the moment that I hate about Google Apps is there's no central thing. So I can't have like a, unless you have like a hundred clients, you, you have to manage everybody separately. And the essential login for Google Apps is the, like you, is the password for their main email account. And that's really frustrating because if the client wants to have a really cheap crap Uh, like a really horrible password then and they change it you have to go and ask them if you need to log into the back end and it's just horrible and so I'm questioning whether I just I do the setup but it's all them like because Mm -hmm. it's been kind of a I'm in a funny place with that but but if they had a central thing where you could then manage all the different emails that you are and just pay centrally I'd be like all over Google Apps but at the moment that's my gripe with Google Apps yeah I I like that WP Engine doesn't do email. And the reason why they don't is ideally you don't want your email on the same server as your website. For one, it's optimized for website, not email. And two, if your site goes down, that means your email goes down too. And so if you're using shared hosting, then that could potentially happen a lot. And for, you know, especially like an online business, if your website goes down and you, you can't have customers emailing you asking what's going on, then it's like you're, <laughs> you, you know, you're kind I of I hadn't ever thought of that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so even if WP Engine offered it, I probably would steer my clients to Google Apps anyways. Um, but yeah, and, and actually, Sarah, one thing um, you're talking about with WP Engine, um, one thing that I do, since WP Engine kind of limits everything by install, I have a multi-site with probably a dozen or so clients that are, you know, your typical uh, brochure style websites, you know, local business, they don't get a ton of traffic and I'll have them all on the same multi-site um, because that way I can have a lot more installs on a, on a, on a lower level account. Um, and then that. it makes it easier for, for updating plugins and themes and stuff too. I can only do it for really basic sites, sites that have more, you know, a ton of plugins, you know, more complicated setup, you know, they're an online business or, you know, they just get a ton of traffic. It's probably not a good idea, but, um, for small sites, it's, it's perfect. Um, cool. so that brings us to, um, our final thoughts. And I think I thought for our final thoughts, we could maybe be, uh, steer this towards someone who is, um, maybe building their website 
or I'm sorry, building their 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 web business and they're you know want to find a, some new ways of having recurring revenue, not passive income as Josh pointed out, recurring revenue. Um, so people that are wanting to have a hosting solution, what would you guys recommend as a good place to start? Because I know we all kind of talked about how well we were doing this and then we started doing this, but we're trying to transition. So. You know, basically, if you could go back to the beginning and you could start over knowing what you know now, what would you do? Josh, do you want to start? Sure. So, and even after this talk, I really, you know, I appreciate the things you guys have said. And I think there's such good value in the way, you know, each, each of us do things differently with our businesses. I, I think what I would do and what I would recommend to anyone starting out is, again, I, I've been happy with SiteGround. It's what I recommend. WP Engine sounds like it's probably not the best place for like a a new freelancer or something like that. SiteGround is affordable. It's probably where I'd start. Um, I would not do a shared hosting. I wouldn't do one account. I, I would go ahead and start with reseller and offer that because again, the clients get their own C panel, um, but you can manage them all under one, you know, C, uh, one control panel that you can get into and you can charge whatever you want. You can charge 10 bucks a month, 15, 20, hundred bucks a month. No one's going to buy that, but you can charge whatever you want. Um, <laughs> So I would, I would say it's a good place to start, but then have a backup option if someone doesn't want to host with you. So if they say, man, 20 bucks a month, you know, you know, a couple hundred bucks, it's, you know, half of that or less than half of that at GoDaddy. I would offer, you could do SiteGround still and just do an affiliate link and just, because that's kind of what I'm doing now, probably, you know, and it might, I should say too, um, since we have a little bit of time here for final thoughts, I it kind of depends on the client. So if there's somebody who uh, I think I would like to have more control over, if it's somebody who's you know close to me in my business network or something, I would I would be fine with hosting them and taking more control as as a reseller account. Um, if it's somebody who I think is going to be an issue with domain renewals and things like that, I might just have them do their own account. So that's probably what I would say is, is do, you know, try reseller out. You can always move things. And with SiteGround, what's really cool. One thing I wanted to point out too, is cause I'm starting to do this is if I have a reseller account and I want my clients to set up their own account, all they have to do is register a new account with that same domain name. And then I just let SiteGround know that we just want to move everything over no email settings change, no name servers change, none of the backend stuff changes. They just, my reseller account expires and then everything's over under their account. So that's a good option too. So there's really nothing to lose. So I, I would say, you know, try reseller out if you're interested in that. Um, just be wary of support, email and things like that. Um, you know, if you go on vacation, you might want to have your phone on you if somebody's email goes down, if you're ho handling support or, you know, hosting. So um, that's probably what I'd recommend. Reseller and have an option like SiteGround or something that people can set up their own account. Sorry, that was long-winded. No, that was perfect. <laughs> yeah, we, we have a little bit extra time, so that's why I figured we wouldn't do just a single <laughs> final thought. We could kind of give some last-minute advice. Leslie? Uh, I mean, kind of the same. I think if I could go back, I would definitely look into reseller first um, or the, the affiliate, just passing on an affiliate link. Um, I just really, I, I mean, I like recurring revenue, don't get me wrong, but I, it's not a big deal to me. So I really like the affiliate link thing because I can just wash my hands of, of anything super technical that might happen. Um, you know, I, I'll, I'll definitely be willing to go in there and help, but it's really, um, it's just, it's not. I don't want to do that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'd say, uh, what I will say is definitely do not do what most people do, um, which is to just put them on your shared, especially if you maybe don't have such great shared hosting. Um, I just think, you know, in hindsight, it's a really bad idea. Good advice. <laughs> Olga, how about you? Final thought? Oh my gosh, I could just repeat whatever those guys said. Uh, Sam, <laughs> when I started, which was back like 2013 or something, um, my first client had their own hosting, but then my next client came along and uh, turns out they didn't even know what hosting is, kind of thing. And they asked, when I explained what hosting is, I said, ah, can you just set it up? So that was the point where I had to make a decision if I just put them on my account, which is shared account, and I can, you know, on my account where my website is, I can add as many as I can, or whether it will be a good way to go with a reseller. And uh, I'm very glad that at that point I made a decision to go with a reseller hosting account. And there is a few cons and pros, like the same as what Josh said and Leslie said, don't go with the most expensive if you just start and you probably can't afford it. 
but um, side ground is really cheap and this well not really cheap but it's very very reasonable it is actually cheap compared to mm -hmm. uh, WP engine mm -hmm. and with uh, the way it works and I can hear from Sarah and you team that uh, it works very different on WP engine is you can buy um, points um, kind of thing and the more accounts like the points you buy so wait, no I'm not really um, calculated so you can buy as many accounts as you want and say if you just buy one account cost you like 50 or 45 dollars but the more you buy the cheaper it gets so mm -hmm. if you say buy uh, 10 then they only they get down to 42 dollars each account so what I normally do is I buy like 10 and I save myself um, a few bucks and uh, but each account um, it only kind of starts rolling like the timing from the time you activate it so I can buy 10 accounts but if I activate one of my accounts in six months, months time I will not have to renew it until 12 months after that six months when it started I hope that it makes sense uh, so yeah, um, yeah. and uh, I don't remember where I was going with it <laughs> do you do all reseller Olga or do you off do you just do you do reseller but then if somebody wants to do their own account do you just let them you know go yeah their if they want their own I always give them a choice if they got their own hosting already or if they just prefer sometimes um, I uh, I'm not very good at selling uh, maintenance or should I say I just started selling maintenance like maybe six eight months ago but until that I didn't so I wasn't really pushing because I knew that if people will pay me for hosting but they're not gonna take me up on the maintenance which means that the site gonna sit on my host and I'm kind of responsible for it but at the same mm -hmm. time I know that they're not gonna maintain it so I always felt a little bit not that comfortable was it so I always gave them a choice now I am more firm that if you host with me you have to sign up for maintenance as well still not as firm as um, uh, you team or Sarah and I'm gonna like memorize what <laughs> you team said about pushing maintenance before you even get into the website details uh, but um, yeah so I'm uh, in general I'm not a pushy person if they don't want to host with me like that's absolutely fine I'll build, build them website and then once it's built I will move them to their host and they can deal with it awesome thanks Olga all right Sarah final thoughts what advice would you give to someone starting out what would you do if you were honestly doing it all I think it's really tough like I would have had more expensive plans faster like as in charging my clients more expensive plans. I have always had the policy, if you host with me, I manage your site. Um, but I probably had unrealistically cheap plans for my clients, including management, that just wasn't covering what I was doing. Um, so when my websites were with shared hosting, the amount of time I was spending, I wasn't covering that in income. So what I would do if I was doing it again is I would have a bigger price straight up and explain what they're getting for that. And then I would start saving for something like WP Engine and I would move them sooner than I did. So I don't think everybody needs to be with WP Engine and this isn't a WP Engine like rant from me. This is me personally. <laughs> or a site ground. It's not a site ground yeah. either. <laughs> no, but for me personally, in my business, WP Engine saves me the most amount of time and stress and worry. And I have not had one site hacked since I've been there. And I have reverted many sites due to things like maybe not being quite right or whatever, but not due to hacking. And the amount of stress and worry that that has reduced for me, for me personally in my business, has well and truly paid off itself. Um, and so I would have moved sooner and I would have set my business up preparing for that. So even if I couldn't have afforded it initially, that I would have been working towards it. And maybe not WP Engine, like maybe it was some other option. I don't know what's around. I did look at Flywheel initially. And um, when we were in America recently uh, at OC, I talked to the guys at Media Temple. They seem great. They are actually happy more. They're the happy camper yeah. people. <laughs> they are actually more expensive than WP Engine for managed hosting. Yeah which surprised me, but their setup seemed great. And I probably would have considered them for shared hosting initially. Some stuff isn't offered in Australia. And so like I looked at A2 and I think they didn't offer in Australia at the time. And everyone was all about A2 at the time I was switching. Um, so there's, there's that kind of stuff to consider. But 
I think the the main thing I would have done differently is I would have valued myself and my management better right from the beginning and had more confidence. Like I feel really confident now to say, you don't have to host with me. That's completely fine. But what you need to understand is this is what you need to do to look after your website so it doesn't get hacked. I will back it up. I will have it ready from the point I hand it over. It's completely fine for you to go that way. However, I'm offering you this service. It does cost money and you are welcome to come um, under this service. You can take me up on that later if you want to. But I just feel more confident now to do that. And I didn't feel confident in the beginning. I was nervous to like, oh, but like it's, you know, however much money for management per year. And, uh, and I, just like, I think I felt really hesitant because I came from a background of not much money. Like I had spent 10 years um, volunteering for a nonprofit and me and my husband lived on like uh, not very much money. So I came from this kind of poverty mindset into this business land where I was talking to people who were running businesses and I felt nervous to say to them, this is a cost that is associated to keep your business running really well. You don't have to pay it. You can do it yourself, but I will do it and you don't have to worry about it. That for me felt scary at the time. And if I was doing it again, I would up my prices and I would have more confidence. Oh, and just one other thing, which is kind of completely sidetracked, but we didn't come to, but I feel like we should, which is Cloudflare. So um, one thing just to make note of is I know it's not technically hosting, but if you want to manage DNS, domain name servers, um, Cloudflare is a really good way to do that without having to like pay more for your hosting. So hosting places will often offer you premium DNS, but you have to pay like some of them are like 10 bucks a month per site just for DNS services. So domain name services. So if you're wanting to like add subdomains or you're wanting to have Google apps running and you want to like um, put in all the DNS for that, then um, Cloudflare, you can do a free account and it will also give you an extra level of caching, um, which then means the sites run faster. So just as a side note, with my hosting, and I did this when it was with reseller as well, I always then filter them through Cloudflare. And part of the reason I do that um, now is because my servers are in America and most of my clients' websites are in Australia. And so what it does is Cloudflare has a, a caching place, whatever they do, <laughs> server, I don't know, um, in Melbourne. And so the website will be cached in Melbourne and then it serves it up quicker to Australian clients, but the same for overseas. So it will be cached wherever overseas. Um, and the reason I say that is because if you want a really fast, snappy site, even for people who have really crappy, cheap hosting, Cloudflare can make a big difference. It doesn't always play nice with everything, but, you know, um, it's well worth looking into and don't pay for extra DNS services because you don't need to like the amount of clients that come to when they're paying for all these like additional crap things with their hosting. And I'm like, why are you paying for this yeah. thing? Like you can do anything. Or like the, the SEO boosts and like all these yeah. things. Like they, like, didn't do, they didn't do anything. Big, no. que so, big, <laughs> big question here. Is it yeah. cached or cached? Uh, in I America, say cash, but <laughs> I say because I'm Australian, and so we make our A's really long. I meant no so disrespect. Say, <laughs> we say data. We say cached. We say <laughs> oh, another one. There was something else recently that I was thinking about that's like hilarious. The funny thing that I do think is that I've been realizing America technically says most things more correct than Australia because technically, because my son's learning to read, right? So we're like going through this process of like sounding out letters, and an A technically <laughs> is an A, and so. It should be an uh, app, but we say A for everything, so it's data or like anyway. That's so we, could, we could just start calling it cachet. Cachet, yeah, cachet. proper. Yeah. Yeah. Clear your cachet. It's, it's done cached. All right. Yeah. That's awesome. So I, I always say all these. Oh, um, what was the niche? I say niche, and you say niche. Ne no, we say Sometimes both. I say yeah, niche. Niche and niche are. I thought that was an American. I say niche. I've been wrong all along. There you go. 
Um, yeah, Sarah, I think I've mentioned this before, but you and I use like the exact same tools because I also am a huge Cloudflare planet. And thank you for bringing that up. That's totally relevant. And yeah, yeah. I, I totally forgot. It fits in hosting. Yeah. And so I put every single website on Cloudflare for the same reasons, the amazing DNS, the extra layer of caching, uh, as well yeah. as the extra layer of security, you know, and the, the distributed network of servers. Um, so yeah, that's awesome. Um, so for me, my final thoughts answering the question, what would I do if I were to do it all over again, having the knowledge that I have now, um, I basically would do what I'm doing now, which is what I eventually ended up doing, which is WP engine. Um, I would probably go more Sarah's route. And I think Leslie's route where, um, hosting and, in uh, maintenance is one in the same. If you're going to host, you got to do maintenance. If you're going to do maintenance, you have to host with me. Um, cause I, I, I think really they're, um, they really go together. And so, um, but the reason why I would still do WP engine, even from the start, although it is pricey, um, basically because you get, and again, as Sarah mentioned, this isn't meant to be a WP engine fan club. Mm -hmm. Um, but I am a huge fan and I would be part but of the fan is. club. If there Send was us one. some shirts, WP engine. I know. I have a friend that works for WP engine cause they're based here in the Austin area. And I, I'm trying to keep telling him like, Hey, you need to get me some shirts. Yeah, I can wear a sticker it on, on my chat. forehead. Yeah. And I, I don't even use them, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, WP engine has security built in. They have caching built in and they have backups built in. And so for me, hosting for clients, that's three things I don't have to one, pay for and two, worry about and manage. I don't have to manage backups. I don't have to manage their security or their caching. And so if I'm managing and hosting their websites for them, that right there pays for itself with the more expensive WP engine hosting. The security alone, really. I yeah. mean, that's a yeah, deal. for yeah. sure. So I would oh, do and that. that. One other thing is um, they have 24 hour chat support. Yes, which I would just like to say new. is freaking amazing. I know other places are picking that up, but I think they were one of the yeah, first. Yeah, I think Snipefront has that. But you know, I I don't know why, yeah. but I'm not a chat person. I like to open a ticket. <laughs> I don't like to wait for their little window or wait for a ding. I just oh, like a ticket. You get a like, like <laughs> in the moment. Well, Snipefront's really fat. That is something they're good at. Um, is they? I mean, their ticket time is like under five minutes all the time for oh, me. Nice. Second yeah, they're, they're really yeah. Awesome. They don't always understand me the right the first time, but they're but they answer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Tim, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh no, that's fine. Totally fine. Those are awesome points. Um, so yeah, I think that that's it for me. Um, I would I would do WP Engine. I'd start with the the um, ten install plan, and then just go up from there. You know, you have a, a couple maintenance clients that are hosting with you, and and then it'll it'll more than pay for itself. So it's a little more of an un upfront investment getting started. Um, and then after that, you'll be able to, to really start making money. So, um, yeah, I think that, oh, that completes. Oh, and also, well, just yeah. real quick, isn't there affiliate? Uh, don't you make like 200 bucks? Don't, isn't there one of the yeah. highest? Yeah, they have a great <laughs> affiliate program. So I do have a couple clients that they were going to manage the site themselves. They wanted their own hosting account, but they wanted my recommendation. So I steered them towards WP Engine. They signed up under my link. And I at least made 200 bucks from it. So, bam. Yeah. Dang, you I get, thought like, 50 was good for. I know. I, yeah, 50 from SiteGround is pretty good, but 200. <laughs> well, it yes. depends if they pay. If they pay um, annually, I think you get a little bit more because um, you get like a percentage of what they first pay. But WP Engine, if you pay annually, you get two months off every time. And so already you're getting like a, a really big discount. So I think that's why the affiliate link. Oh, and on affiliate links, like it. Um, it is a really good idea when you're saying to your clients, like, you know, this is your options, give them options and give them all affiliate links. Like there's nothing wrong with that. So like yeah. I, I will give them a shared hosting affiliate link and I'll give them a WP engine affiliate link in, in case they decide to go one way or the other. Like affiliate links essentially is just, you get a little bit of the cut of the first time that they sign up for something. And I don't think anyone is ever going to be upset. They're not getting it any more expensive. And sometimes they even get a discount by using your affiliate link. Um, and it's not a bad way to go. You don't have to manage and host people. Don't feel like there's pressure from us saying you have to. I think some people here are saying it's too much work. It's not worth it. I'd prefer to spend the time building websites. Like that's completely fine too. Don't feel like you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I ask a question before we finish? Yeah. Uh, I have a question to our uh, WP Engine uh, fan club. So because... <laughs> 
because uh, the host and manages uh, security and backups and such, which means that you don't do it. So when you when your clients sign up for maintenance and then say you send them monthly or whatever report to say that this is what kind of been done uh, in regards to maintenance, how do you do that? Do you actually explain to clients from stride up that you don't actually do it? It's like it's a, what hosting does and like what you pay for maintenance, it's not actually what I do, it's what hosting kind of does. Or do you just don't tell clients that your hosting does that part and you kind of tell clients that that's what you do? I the mean, way I, I kind of position it is uh, if they're paying me for hosting and maintenance, it's all bundled. And so I'm hosting for them and what's included in that is the backups, is you know the security, you know all of that. And they don't have to know what is actually me going in and doing something, you know, manual and what is, is automated with, with the host. Um, but I, I've never had a, a client question it because most of the clients that I end up doing that for are the ones that, you know, don't even want to mess with it, don't even care. They just, you know, they trust me and they want me to handle it for them. That's been my experience at least. Mine's kind of similar. I, like I'm always really upfront that it's WP Engine and I'll ha happily send them to it. I always tell people I use it because it's premium hosting and um, as a part of that, there is one click, um, like backups happen every day. There's one click restore. So if they wanted to go their own to WP Engine, they would have to pay 30 US a month. And by going with me, they essentially get my management, which is updating plugins and all of that included at the same price that they would pay WP Engine if they went to their own install. So like, I'm quite open about the fact that it includes security, which we don't have to pay for, but I don't necessarily say, you know, I keep an eye on security, even though technically they're doing security. If sites are getting log, like attempts to log in, I will look into that yeah, and I'll contact WP like Engine and I'll, you know, I'll look into that. So I'm still technically doing security. It's just that WP Engine is paying for security license like a premium security license that I don't have to pay for. And that would cost us hundreds of dollars a year. So essentially by coming with WP Engine and going under my maintenance plan, they're getting all of the updates and everything for free, kind of. That's what I uh, so that means that every time there is some kind of security issue, like you said, people trying to log in, you actually get notified by WP Engine. That uh, no, not by WP Engine, but I um, have a plugin that tells me when there's failed login attempts. And so I've only actually had it on one site with WP Engine so far, but like I'll follow that up. So if there's anything that I notice that's a little bit funny, then I follow up WP Engine, then they do a check. If you suspect a site has been hacked, they'll get security to run a check on it and they will clean it up for you. So you don't have to pay that security $250 fee or whatever it is to get a hacked site cleaned. They oh, will, yeah. th that's part of the service. Yeah, SiteLock, oh, a lot, of, a lot yeah. of hosting companies are partnered with SiteLock and SiteLock charges a fortune to, to clean up sites. Yeah. They're awful yeah. too, I don't, yeah, sorry. Yeah. I don't recommend experience. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot of value that you're getting and it's just a matter of being able to explain to your clients that if they were to pay this on their own, like I say to clients, they're getting $1,200 worth of value um, for $600 a year, essentially. And if you were to just pay WP Engine on your own, you'd be paying 600 bucks anyway. So, you know, you're getting all this other value. But that's hard to say sometimes. Yeah, I, I guess as you said that, Sarah, I have explained that to clients before where I, I tell them, you know, this is what I'm using. When I'm basically trying to get them to, to host with me, you could, I'm giving you a $29 a month plan, basically, and you're getting it for a cheaper rate because I'm also doing the maintenance. So I have had those conversations, but yeah, usually for me, when it's a client that, that needs, that isn't as technical and doesn't want to think about it. You know, I don't even well, bring it and up. And not even to yeah. mention, you know, in a Divi license or a Gravity Form license, yep. all that stuff too. Yeah, well, that's usually part of it. Otherwise, awesome. you have to have all the free crap. Yeah. <laughs> all righty. Well, I didn't think we we're going to be able to do it, but we actually filled up the entire hour, which is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So thank you to all of our wonderful and knowledgeable panel. And thanks for everyone for listening to another episode of Divi Chat. Head on over to Divi.chat for the show notes. 
and to watch past episodes, of course, as well as to vote on what we talk about in future episodes. We have a poll in the sidebar. And tune in next week for another episode of Divi Chat as we discuss more Divi and WordPress-related topics. And also, you can watch us live, if you're not already, on YouTube every Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Central Time, which is Tuesday. Tuesday. I, I have Wednesday in my notes. Why do I keep doing that? I did that last time I hosted. <laughs> you can watch us live on YouTube every Tuesday at 5.30 p.m. Central Time, which is 10.30 p.m. UTC. And Until you can next give time, us feedback. We want feedback. Care. Yeah. Yeah. We always get very excited when people uh, give us a review or feedback and a comment. Um, a so. One. Yeah, we only have a couple reviews on iTunes, so a five-star review on iTunes would go a long way in making every single Divi chatter very happy. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. Until next time, take care, keep, everybody. Keep your sites cased. Cased, cased, cased. <laughs>